Are you a woman, entrepreneur, business owner, or producer that is tired and weary from the grind of seeking success? What if I told you there's a better way to get what you desire, impact the kingdom of God, serve others, and build financial freedom, all from a place of rest? Welcome to the Faith-Based Podcast that helps usher you out of today's hustle culture and into restful business bliss. Rest, girl. Welcome to episode seven of the Rest Girl Podcast. I am your host, Candace Jenkins, and today we have our very special and first guest, Yes. Samantha Siemens. She is the founder of the Abundant Women Collective and host of the Abundant Women Podcast, a podcast all about cultivating a faith that soaks into every single corner of our lives. She believes God designed something beautiful for each of us, a life of purpose, freedom, and joy, and what he is on a mission to bring us back to the original design. The podcast features conversations that matter to the everyday woman as she navigates the wildly fulfilling journey of falling in love or back in love with Jesus. Samantha's passion and mission is to help every woman find community, discover, and step into her God-given authority and reclaim the power, freedom, and truth God has abundantly given to her. Yay! Okay, so glad to have you on, and um, we're just going to dive in, like, I want to hear your story, how you, um, you know, transitioned out of the hustle mentality or culture with your business. And then um, really, I think we're going to touch on like how you hear from God and how you can encourage other women to do the same. So I will let you take it away. Oh man. Thank you, Candice. I didn't know it was your first guest. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, this is so good. So before the abundant woman, like the bio you just read is great. But before that, for about six years, six years. Yeah. I ran a business, a social media marketing business. It's called 1010 social. And I started it basically out of necessity. Prior to that, I worked in the hospital field for 15 plus years. And, um, when I had my fourth child, he had seizures as a baby, like infantile seizures. And so I remember literally getting the scan done with him and he had all these electrodes on him and, and sitting on the table with him and being like, I can't do this. I can't have four kids and work 12 hour shifts at the hospital. Like there has to be something else. And it happened to be that I was also really tired of doing night shifts also. And like, I was tired, not completely burnt out yet, but tired of doing the work that I was doing. And so literally that night I was Googling like how to stay home, how to run a business from home, how, like how to do all the things. And so I come across this virtual assisting, um, program, mm -hmm. took the program, signed up, took it, and then put in my notice in a few weeks to quit the hospital and just go all in for my business. And we still needed money. Like I still had to provide an income. So it was like do or yeah. die moments, right? Like you had to make some money. And I think that's sort of not the best foundation. I mean, it's good because the Lord gave me the name for the business and he provided, and he was so faithful, but Sam's flesh was like, I have to do this. I have to go hard. I have to hustle. I have to learn all the things to make the money or else I can't feed my kids was basically like my mentality. Right. And so yeah. I started with virtual assistant and quickly decided, Oh, I can't do all the things for all the people and still maintain like my life and home. 
And so I went straight to social media. And so I did social media and paid advertising for about four to five years. And I, I loved it. It was great. It is great. I still like take clients. They're just very, they are the perfect ideal clients. Right. But it wasn't always like that. Like in the beginning, especially you're taking all the clients you can, like whoever says yes. And obviously you learn marketing and like how to qualify clients and things like that. But in the beginning, you're just saying yes to everyone, regardless of the field, regardless of the person I was just going for it. And I was also being coached by someone who, um, she was a woman and she was fantastic. And I did some courses with her. Um, but her life looked different than mine and that I have four children at home. I don't actually want to work all the time. I want to make money, but I'm not willing to sacrifice anything else. Um, and she hit seven figures, right? At like, I mean, within a few years, dog, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because she had like one child and her husband took care of her kid and she's amazing. But I realized very quickly that like my life, I'm not willing to compromise things in order for success. So it almost made me have to hustle a little bit harder, but like differently also, like I wasn't willing to do like 30 master classes. No, like I'm going to show you how great I am by showing up all the time and doing social media and all the things. And you're going to book a call with me and we're going to work together as opposed to like, I thought that was easier than doing a masterclass, but it wasn't. And, um, pre COVID I worked with just local businesses, COVID hit, I lost my business. Um, all of my clients, but one dropped me right away. Um, and then so post COVID I've had to build with online businesses and then some local still, but mostly online and the online world is a whole new ball game. <laughs> So, um, it just, I was doing all the things and I was listening to all the advice and I was paying the coaches and doing the mastermind and continuing to try and do all, all of it so hard. And I just got so burned out. Um, it got to a point last year. Nope. Earlier this year, sorry. Um, maybe six months ago that I just started not feeling, I wasn't myself. I was exhausted and I had fatigue. I had hair loss. I had all these symptoms and like individually they were all just symptoms, but together it was a hot mess and my body was not happy. And it started like, I would tell Matt, like, I think it's betraying me. And he would be like, I think it's telling you like that you're tired, but because I've always been a busy type person, I was like, that's stupid. Like, it's not my body telling me I'm tired. I'm just sick or something's wrong. Right. And so like I dug into like doctors and trying to figure it out. And I never really knew that my body would be able to tell me to stop and to slow down yeah. and to rest. And I mean, there are things that are like wrong that we're fixing, but it, it stemmed from, I was burnt out and my body, my adrenals were just fatigue was an actual symptom, you know? And so I, um, slightly before that, I kept following the nudge, like something isn't right. Like this business it's, how do you say it? Like it's providing my income. So I'm super grateful, but I don't love it. The only part I loved at this point was I had a team of eight girls, women, and I loved them. Like I loved pouring into them and teaching them and all of that. 
but I didn't like finding new clients. I didn't like showing up on like any of those other things. And so really that should have probably been my first like red flag. Um, but the Lord was kind of nudging me and I just ignored it. Honestly, like I was like, no, that's not him. Like how else am I going to provide basically? And then with all the health stuff, I, it, it basically gave me a permission slip to like, just pause and seek his face. Like, shoot, maybe it was the Lord nudging me. Maybe all of these things that I was feeling, I thought were just like Sam, but maybe they're actually him trying to stir something in me. And I feel like I've always been like obedient, but I just sort of ignored and overrided. Like, no, that's not God. God wouldn't want me to quit. Like he had me, he gave me 10, 10, you know, he gave me this business. Why would he stop me? And then, um, but I did, I paused. I felt super strongly that I was supposed to let go of my team. And then that was a whole thing because I felt responsible for these women. And I'm like, okay, God, I know you have something else for me. This Jesus thing that later becomes the Bennett woman collective, but I know you have something else for me, but this other thing doesn't make money yet. This other thing like, it's just for fun. I thought, or a ministry, not a business, you know, like all of these things, Sam is, I'm thinking to myself, meanwhile, he's just continually, thank God. He's so gracious. Like, okay, but sis, I showed you this, or like, this is our plan, you know, and he's very gentle with me, but, um, I will never forget through someone else, through a connection I had made and a friend I had made, she was like, oh, I had a team and I had to let them go too. But this is what the Lord told me. And he told me, what makes you think that I, if I have something else for Sam, we'll put my name in it for Sam. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I have something else for the rest of your team? Like you're not responsible for their future. And that's what I was holding on to. Like, so once I got that permission slip, the next day I booked a call with the team and I let them know. And they were all like, it has been so weird because they are all doing incredible. Like one girl just signed on to do social with like Lisa Bevere and like one girl is doing, um, copywriting for a big publishing company. Like it has just been where they were thriving in, or they're able to thrive. Once I was able to obey, he had for them and me. And so of course, Sam, the control freak was like, no, how are they going to survive without me? Come on, Sam. Like, come on. I wish I could talk to myself back then and be like, really, sis? Come on. I know. I know. (laughs) But it was hard. And it wasn't until that. And it's literally, we had talked about a little bit too, but after I got off that call, I thought I'd be so sad. I mean, I was like a little bit sad, but I was such, there was such a peace like Mm -hmm. that overcame me. It was the peace that surpasses all understanding. It was, I don't even know how to describe it. I was just like, okay, like finally I, I feel better. (laughs) Like this is, this is good. What I don't know what it is. I have no idea why I just stopped my only income and do not have an income yet still have bills, but like, I am good. We are, we are at peace and it has been a whole new trust ride. (laughs) (laughs) that's been super great. Um, and so I'm still learning like daily how to do it. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out because a tiny little short version of that in the middle of 2020, we moved across country, forgot to mention that, uh, from California to Tennessee. And so Matt, my husband, I forgot, didn't have a job in Tennessee. And so there were six months where I doubled everything. Like I had to do all of our income. And so I felt the pressure that comes with being the sole provider. 
And then that I think is when the hustling like manifested the most. And I had yeah. to, not that manifest, like the symptoms of it, like presented itself and I just ignored it override. But that is, sorry, I meant to say that in the middle, but since then we have, uh, I learned, I studied in the Bible, like, what does it mean to rest? And then mm-hmm. I read scripture and I was like, I can do this. And then your girl over here picks up making sourdough. Yeah, I, like, I did too. I did too. <laughs> I was like, yes, resting <laughs> just means not doing 10, 10, right? Yep. So I could just make sourdough for 10 hours, not 10 hours. So that's what it felt like some days. Yeah. And then I even had to like give that and be like, oh shoot, Lord, I'm sorry. Like you had me say, like surrender the business for now, pause all the hustle. And then I just filled my hustle with baking bread. Yes. yes. I, um, my biggest lesson with sourdough will always be that I, one, I love it. God bless sourdough, but two, that my self-worth, my identity was tied up in my busyness. Mm-hmm. If I was busy, yeah. that meant I was important or I was doing something. If I was resting, I was lazy and this is not a true, this is not a true statement, but that is what I realized. Like, why can't I just relax? Why can't I just spend time with my family, homeschool, my kids, do the things without having to add things on top of it. And I had realized like that is somehow that is where my identity lies in a piece of Sam is she's a successful business owner. But if I'm not a successful business owner, then what am I? I'm a sourdough maker. That sounds so silly, but you know what I mean? If I'm not that, then what am I like? So I had to do a lot of digging and wrestling and, um, rewiring, I think to figure mm-hmm. out like, no, no, Sam, you teach women this, like, come on, you teach women where their identity lies. And I know my identity is in Christ, but there's still parts of it that were not surrendered to him apparently. So that yes. Whole journey. I just took you on Candace. Sorry. Yes. No, I love it. And sorry, my dog was barking a couple times. <laughs> okay. But um, no, the, yes, I think the performance mentality, you know, ties into the hustle culture a hundred percent. And I know firsthand, and it sounds like, you know, firsthand, like proving, you know, that, that proving. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and I sit there and I'm like, who am I proving to? Like, it's funny. My husband and I joke, I'm like, when we are on the treadmill next to each other, I am secretly racing you in my mind. You know, it's like, it's like that, that mentality. It's like, it's true. It's like this, you know, always having to do something and always having to either compete with yourself or compete Mm -hmm. with somebody else, you know, to prove your worth. And it's, it's, it's sad, but it's funny too, because it's like that, what you said, like my crisis, my identity is in Christ. And I think if you grew up in the church, you know, you've heard that you've heard that your whole life, but I've never understood it until recently because when your identity truly is in Christ, like you are not going to give into that busyness where you have to, you know, find your identity in sourdough or in like how good of a wife you are, how clean your house is, yes. like, you know, how well you host or how good mm-hmm. you look, you know? So I think that is just 
That's amazing. And um, I want you to talk about a little bit, and we talked about this before, but like, you know, for those who are like, hey, you know what? I don't like, I don't know how you, you talk a lot about hearing from God. Like, I don't know how, how do I know a, like when it's time, you know, maybe to transition out of that hustle mentality or culture. And then be like, how do I know that, you know, God is telling me to do this? Like, how are you hearing from him? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. I, um, like I said, there have been several things like we moved across country when we moved, we didn't know anyone here. We just felt the Lord was, um, calling us here, had no idea why had no community here, anything. And so it was a totally bold, big fat trust move. But prior to that, I mean, this was several years prior was like this inkling, like, uh, we don't have to stay here. Like we don't have to stay here just because we were born and raised here. Right. And so that started several years, but it wasn't like from then, okay, that means we're moving to Tennessee. It was several years of like thinking about it, like Sam thinking about it and asking like, God, is this of you? Like, and if so, you have to make it happen to, okay, now it's really pressing on my heart. And so I would seek, I would seek, I would be in his word every day. Like I need you to really show me there's no way we can make this decision without you to fasting. We fasted over it to, um, we had a few, I was stuck on this scripture, uh, Ephesians three 20, where he talks about, he wants abundantly, exceedingly, immeasurably my favorite word more than we can ask or imagine. And I was like, okay, this is a script. I'm clinging to the scripture because I know that he is better for our life. And then there were two other people that confirmed that like randomly, like one was a business coach that we weren't talking about Jesus. And she was just like, I feel like I need to tell you this. And so she read the scripture to me and I was like, that is so cool. God, thank you. And someone else was, um, it was through the church and she had prayed over me. And, and so it was just a confirmation. Um, but then, and that was sort of that. And we still have that scripture on my kitchen above my kitchen window, because it's just a reminder, um, for this business thing, it started as a, just symptoms like showing itself and being tired and burned out. But I was also confused because, but God, you gave me this business. Like, why would I do that? But I also know that the Lord is not the author of confusion. So I knew in order to get answers that I need to spend time in his word. And we live in a Google age. So like I would Google like how to trust the Lord more, how do you know, like scriptures, or I would write out things. I, um, but I'm not a big journaler. I feel like I should be, but I'm just not. But I would buy scripture to like write script. Like there was, um, you know, trust in the Lord with all your hearts, Proverbs three, five, and six. And like, so I would continue to write that because I'm also, I'm a tactical learner. So I would write scripture so that I would just keep it in me and remind me. Um, and you don't, you don't have to do that. This was just for my like learning style, but I knew there's core foundational truths that I know about God. I know that what he has for his children is good. I know that the immeasurably, immeasurably more thing, right? I also know that he is the provider. And that is a hard one for us because I've seen God work miracles in the Bible and I believe them. But so often I'm like, oh, this is just my ailment or my fatigue or my money. Like as if God's not big enough to solve world hunger and handle Sam's money problems or yeah. her pride or whatever, right? Like I would, my controlness, <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, would hold on to things as if. So 
it was knowing that God is the provider and the stories that you growing up in the church. I am, I have grown up in church. I'm a pastor's kid. I do ministry, but like you hear the, Oh, a check showed up in my door and it was the same amount as my rent. And, but you're like, that's for yeah. Susie too. Like, that's not for me. That doesn't happen for me. Like yep. there's this lack of faith sometimes when, no, no, if it can happen to Susie Q, that's a great name. It can happen yep. for Sam. And so I knew that those few things, but I knew because of that, that my faith was lacking a little bit, that my trust was lacking a tiny bit. Like, do I trust him enough to shut down something that pays my bills and take a leap of faith? Well, I've done it before <laughs> when I yeah. moved across country this has been the best thing that's ever happened to us. I wish we did it 30 years ago. Not 30, because mm. I'm not that old. I mean, I'm old. But <laughs> I was going to say, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> 15 years ago, we were married. Okay, yeah. so, but um, I knew from experience that he's shown up, he's healed, he's provided. But yet in this time, I just, I was lacking a little bit. And so really what I did was I showed, I spent intentional time. I love devotionals. I love quiet time, but I mean like, intentional time in the word, not just reading a scripture, but reading a scripture and studying it and asking the Lord, God, what are you, what does this show me about you and who you are? Or what do I need to walk away with? Or excuse me, all the things. Um, it also meant that I was going to have to decide to do another trust fall. Like I have to trust God that he's going to provide. And then I challenged God. Okay, God, I did what you said. You gave me peace. I was obedient. I appreciate you. And, mm -hmm. but now you get to provide and now you get to show up and show off with a super fun, but also like, even if you don't, that's the level of trust I had to get to is even if you don't, I'm still yours. We're still in this. I'm still, you will take care of us somehow, even yep. if it doesn't look exactly how I want it. Even if like for people listening, it might be not financial. It might be healing. It might be something you've been expecting, a family member, things like that. Like, even if, are we still okay? And I had to make that decision. Like, even if this doesn't go the way I think it goes, even if he's trying to teach me something else and we have some Job moments, mm -hmm. am I still his daughter? Is my identity still in Christ? Am I still going to walk and obey and listen to the Lord and everything he has to me? And once my answer was yes, once my yes was a yes, then you can take me on whatever roller coaster you got, God. Like I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. I think <laughs> I'm here for it at least. Right. But like my yes is the unending. Yes. It's not just a yes only for this circumstance, but no to this, like our yes is pretty bold. Now we're down for whatever he has, but it took me seeking his face constantly. It took me into his word and believing and trusting and training myself to do that. It took me fasting over decisions. Like giving up coffee is hard, y'all. I know that sounds stupid, but it is hard. It, it, took is. Me, <laughs> it also took me, took me ignoring what the world thought I should do. Ignoring, I mean, I still, I had people's opinions saying like, why would you ever shut down your business? Like you're making multiple, the business, not me, but was making multiple six figures. That is successful. Why would you close that? I don't know because God told me to. Like yeah. the hardest yep. answers. Mm -hmm. But, um, but also knowing that he wants good for his children and he has immeasurably more. So even though I don't know what's next for all the things, like I know that 
and laying down 1010, I was called to start the Abundant Woman Collective. And that has been a thing too. Like that's two years in the making now, which is crazy how time flies. But I don't know all that he has for it, but I know that he has stuff for it and it is good. And it is for his kingdom, which is so, I would rather speak life into someone and get someone saved and introduce them to Christ or um, deliver them from demons, like all of this good stuff over make a million dollars any day. And, but my actions have to like speak to that too. You know, I have to show that. And so we did. That's awesome. I love it. Like I, you know, I feel like once we, um, hand over our trust, you said like trust fall, yeah. trust fall, you know, to God. And then it's funny. Cause I, I don't know if you think this too, but I always thought like, okay, I did, I did it. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Like we're good. good. Yeah. <laughs> but One, yes. he takes you again, like maybe a year later, maybe a few years later, he's like, all right, I need you to do this now. And you're like, I already did like, does that, I already said yes. yeah. <laughs> but he's like constantly, you know, he's always asking you to like, go more, go more, um, and trust him more. So I think that is so great. So what, um, word of encouragement can you give to our listeners here today? They can take away one thing. What would it be? Yeah. So I would say, um, the best yes you were ever will ever say will be to God. And sometimes that isn't like a move across country and start a new business, close a business. Sometimes it's saying God asking you to meet with him every morning, early in the morning, set your alarm clock early. Maybe it's that simple. Yes. But that feels really hard. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's the yes to speaking to a stranger, loving your neighbor, building cookie or baking cookies for some like it's not always the big, massive yeses that make transformations. Those are great and incredible, but it's the little yeses. I said yes several times to God and the small things before he ever asked me to do something big. And so I feel like God wants to see our obedience and our faithfulness in the little, right? And that's scriptural. And, and so if this yes doesn't sound like moving across country or something crazy big, it could be the very little things that he's encouraging you or nudging you to do. And I would encourage you to say yes to that. And then if you're not sure, always, always, always take what you're feeling and thinking and one surrender to the Lord, right? Pray for him, pray to him, ask him like, God, is this of you? I'm a little confused. Am I supposed to do this? Seek his face, get in his word. He will tell you, he will show you. He is not the God to leave you hanging. And, Mm -hmm. and if you feel like even, okay, God doesn't speak, isn't speaking to me. I go back. What's the last thing he said for you to do? What's the last thing he told you to say yes to, or to follow him in? Because it's not that you get a new, like, yes, every day or a new, whatever it's seasonal. So if you're still in, maybe you're still in that. Yes. That he told you last time. And you just need to keep being faithful and obedient to that. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Good. Um, okay. So you can, I'm going to tell you where to follow her. And then I do have, I do have a question I want to ask. So we did this on your podcast and uh, it was a good one, but I just have one. Okay. You had three for me. I, I know. <laughs> um, rapid fire. Okay. So where can they, where can they find you? Where can they follow you on Instagram, your website, all that? Where can they? All the things. Yeah. So we are, um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're trying, I'm trying, um, uh, abundant woman co. 
Uh, our website is up and live now. And then we also have the Abundant Women Collective podcast that you heard about in the beginning of the episode. And then yes. we also have a Facebook community group, the Abundant Women Collective. And that is turning into, it's small now, but it's a really cool place to just build community with other women. And so yes. it's free, it's fun. You can also hang out with us in there. Yeah, and I will link it um, below in the notes. And okay, my question here. So if you had one free day and you could not do anything work cleaning related, what would you do? Oh my gosh. My questions were easy. Um, okay. If I had one free day, do I have kids or no kids? It's just me. No, you have kids. You have your family. You just can't do like, forget you have, have any work to do. You don't even have to make dinner. Oh, oh, now we're talking my jam. Um, I would, we would, if it was just me, I would go somewhere and like do nothing. <laughs> but if it's all of us, we would, I would love, we love exploring because we're still new here. So camping, we glamp, not like camp, but or going today, we spent time in the Creek and that was super fun, but just going to like explore without yeah. technology, without my phone, yes. without oh, needing yes. to do anything. Like I just want to be with them. Yes. I like them. Yes. Yes. That is so good. Yeah. I want to go to one of those retreats that like takes your phone away, you know, yes. and you can't have it back. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I know we do need, oh, we should do, never mind. We should do that. Oh, do, like, a restaurant treat. That's yeah, so you're fun. Getting ideas there. You're getting ideas. Um, well, good. Thank you so much for being on the Rest Girl podcast and you guys, you go follow her. 